to the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Now time for Shot or No Shot, as brought to you by... That'd be Club Hawthorne, betting bars featuring horse racing, video, slots, sports betting through points, but throughout Chicago land. Here's a great idea on your way home. Bet a few games. If you're on your couch all weekend, you got your tickets, have something to eat, and have a great weekend as the snow comes in. Shane Orley. Good morning, boys, on a football Friday. Super wild card weekend. I am very excited. How are we? We're good, man. Ready to go. I get to see a bunch of my former players, guys I love. There's pro football weekend. Game on. I'm cold. What's the temperature in here? (laughs) What do you got there? Uh, 67. 62 in here. 62? What are you, out of your mind? I was going to ask, are you hanging meat? And I guess the answer is yes in here. warmer in here? Uh, please. Well, not like that. at that temperature, he's Jesus. all shriveled up. He's not hanging anything. It's unbelievable. Come yeah, on. Because, because not only is he a host, he also is the super. I turned it up to seven. <laughs> he's the super here. I mean, it's just cap. I mean, it's amazing, man. I'm sure it's freezing in here. I mean, it keeps you up and gets you ready to go. There's no question. Yeah, absolutely, but man. I, but if I want to do the show outside, I'd give myself a mic and stand on the roof. For God's sakes. Jeez. Poor hoodie. You look like Roz Varon all bundled up over there. Need an Afghan. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> nice, nice, right, right, right over the, the, the legs there to make sure you stay warm. I'm going to get you a blanket. My God. Jeez. Afghan. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Isn't that something, Cap? Boy, back in the day, you know you try to save a dollar. You try to save money back in the day. The Great Depression, 40s, 50s, moving forward. You just used to have a grandma or a wife. Just, just you know, the, the thread the needle, spend time. They would knit you an afghan. You just knit, I mean, and, but it would be done like in a week. I mean, that's, that's you know, they don't make them like that anymore, Cap. No. They don't make them like that anymore. Now, it's Amazon. My mother made me an Afghan a few years ago. It was very nice. If I, do you think if I go on Amazon and I put in Afghan, something would pop up? Of course. Maybe not a blanket. All right, let's get started. Oh, wow. Ryan, Ryan Poles talked Wednesday about Jalen Johnson, who PFF ranked as the best cover corner in football this year in his pending contract situation. Listen to Ryan Poles. We have really good communication. Uh, you know, the big thing was just kind of take a break here after the season. Um, and then we'll start talks again. I feel really good about that situation. Um, Jalen's not going to go anywhere. Um, and we'll work through to get something done. Shot or no shot, Jalen Johnson is going to become the league's highest paid corner. Ooh. I'm going to say no shot as the highest paid, but he's going to get paid. He will be. what? He's going to get what? Paid. You're, he's are, getting big coin. Are you having a series of small strokes? Just paid is fine. Just paid. 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 He's, he's going to get some serious jack, but he's not going to be the highest paid. Yeah, he'll be in the team photo. Yeah. And it's deserved, too, because, again, you're trying to solidify the future for the Chicago Bears. He's a really good player. He's one of those guys. So, yeah. no, not, not the highest, but it will be right there on the team photo. He doesn't have to do the dollar sign thing, the rubbing the fingers together to try to get money. Correct. I don't know why, why that's on your mind while you play, but, right. but it was. Like, he would make a play, and then he would find the nearest camera and goes, eh, I'm going to get paid. Yes, we already know that. 
Yes. Well, you know we're going to get paid. You're Someone's that, paying you. You're that Relax. good. Yes. yes. So, yeah, I think the Bears will take care of them. Because you know why? That's the boldest statement that Poles made. Out of everything he said, Shay, was like, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, he was very, um, I don't want to say wishy-washy, but like leaving the door open for all decisions about Justin Fields. Wouldn't commit to a lot. Jalen uh, Johnson. Jalen Johnson, he's going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, we got him. We're, no worries. He's staying here. By the way, uh, how did Johnny Kemp just, come in? Man? Just for context, uh, <laughs> I just want to. Is, is that his agent, Johnny Kemp? Friday night. I, I just want to give the context. The highest paid corner in football currently is Jair Alexander at $21 million a year. Wow. So do you give. In, that's in the division, too. Do you have to give Jalen 21 and a half? No, I'm going to say he gets less than that. Yes, and less than not tr- far less, but less, and not as, as and not as much trouble as Alexander. Correct. He that won't w- make himself team captain <laughs> for the game. Did you see the latest? Jair Alexander stepped on somebody's foot in practice. He might not play on Sun. Uh, yeah, Sunday. Wow! Wow, that's a big loss against C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Oh boy! Uh, by the way, I put an Afghan into Amazon. What happened? I get the best of Afghan cooking, or. Annie's big book of crochet Afghans. But no actual Afghan. No, they have everything else is listed as a blanket. Okay. All right. Correct. Yep. That's good. They're all listed as blankets. Boy, they just, I mean, but it'd be so warm. It'd be, I mean, it was just amazing the time put in, right? Yeah. You know, you're not watching the whole time. You just see knit one, was it knit once, pearl two? What is it, Cap? The, The phrase? Oh, yeah. Well, hold on. I'll tell you. One Pearl 2? Something like that. Something like, yeah. well, but I guess they, they'd just be working on it, and all of a sudden it's just done. Right. Here you go. <laughs> I made you socks, too. I had some extra yarn. Oh, so good. Knit one. Uh, knit once Pearl 2? or How to knit and pearl. Yeah. It's knit one, pearl one. Knit one, knit one pearl one. Uh-huh. That's what it's called. Okay. That, that's... Wait, wait, wait. If you had told me we were going to get a little knitting class during Shot or No Shot today, I would have never believed you. Right. Yeah, man. But you have warm thoughts during a snowy a snowy day in I January. Guess. Knit one, pearl one, a how to make your own comforter. Man, so good. There you go. So much time put in. They just don't make them like that anymore. That's it. Shake. Shake. All right. Kevin Warren also spoke Wednesday at the end of the year presser addressing the Bears' stadium plans and the potential they will remain in downtown Chicago. Intrigues me about the, I mean, it's not necessarily the South Lot. What intrigues me uh, about downtown is I, I strongly believe Chicago is the finest city in all of the world. I mean, very rarely you, do you get an opportunity to have such a beautiful downtown with a vibrant business community, with an absolutely beautiful lake and the energy that, that goes along. And so I, I always focus on, you know, what's a way that we could, you know, bring together the beauty of the lake, the beauty of downtown, the business community, all the art exhibits uh, to bring that together for an environment. Because it's always about the fans. How, how can we create an environment that they really enjoy? And not only on our game days, but also from art, from food, um, um, just from music. And, uh, I, I, you know, I live downtown. I love the city. And I just think we're, we're blessed to be able to live in a city like Chicago. And so it has many pluses. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm just a big proponent of the Chicagoland area. I'm a big proponent of Arlington Heights, but there's something that's really special about uh, downtown Chicago. But if that's just a leverage play, he's a hell of a salesman. Shot or no shot, the Bears actually will remain in, sh- in downtown. Well, that's a no shot. But, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned Chicago to pat our city on the head. I mean, the, the space is in Arlington Heights, is it not? It is. I'm going to say it's a shot 
simply because Arlington Heights is playing too much hardball with the tax amounts that they're asking for. From what I've been told, the Bears are more than willing to pay them significant money while they develop the property. They're just not going to pay them at the level Arlington Heights has demanded while there's no revenue coming in from that area. They said, you can't expect us to pay you what you'd get from a stadium until the said stadium is built. Yeah. So that's where the conundrum is. And I can't believe Arlington Heights is stupid enough because people I trust have told me if they truly are going to stick to their guns on this, we will not go there. We will leave. We'll sell the land. Whatever we lose or make, that's great. We'll build somewhere else. Naperville is still in there. And you know who's really making a strong push? Not saying they're going to get them. But they are serious. Aurora. Oh, boy. Yeah. Do they want to go all the way out there? Probably not. But it's, what, nine times a year? Yeah. That's it. It's not like a baseball stadium. We heard from the people at Naperville. They don't want that. Remember, we had a, a slew of calls. It's like, we're happy. We're, we love I'm our community. You, Aurora really wants that stadium. Man. Desperately. And they're willing to do basically whatever the Bears want. Yeah. There's industry out there that will help pay for it. Yes. You know, it's not like I'm pushing the Bears out of the city, but I just can't see. It can't be around Soldier Field like the opportunity for, was it Lot B? Like in the parking lot to rebuild there? I don't want that. I want to have something new with a dome on it so I can leave my coat in the car and just be able to walk the concourse. That's what I want. Enough of this. You know, it would be perfect. Like if you live in a, a condo building or you live in an apartment where you have indoor parking or you have a garage attached to your house. Heat the car up, get in, no coat. Yeah. could be 40 below. Indoor parking. Yeah. Go to your seat and come back home. That's exactly right. That's what I want. This is. Don't this, we need our coats on? Nope. No, we're good. Just walk right through the concourse. Nice and comfortable. Eight, ten different restaurants to eat at. Oh, I want to get a new jersey. That Caleb Williams jersey. Sweet. I want that. Or I want Justin's new shirt. The next 10 to 15 years will tell a great story about not only Soldier Field, but also a guaranteed rate. Yeah. What's happening there? Same situation, Shane. It's going to be interesting just to see how the movement happens, how the, how the business of uh, sports works in this town. Like, uh, guaranteed rate's still going to stay over there? How, how stadium? long did Ricketts paid for Wrigley? Uh-huh. All of it? Yeah. How long did it take till he finally was able to jump through all the hoops from Tom, Tony, and everybody else to community? I'm paying for this. A billion dollars. Right. Why are cities so ass backwards politically? And I don't mean the the people. I'm just talking about getting stuff done. Right. Right. Chicago, man. Why does Indianapolis have the Lucas Oil Stadium? Minnesota has an indoor stadium. Detroit has an indoor stadium. Why can't we? Yes. Indianapolis, everything is in walking distance. It's yes. fantastic. It's all connected. I mean, come on. It's the 85 tough. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Can't get away from it. Oh, man. I know you mentioned Detroit in there. We don't want Ford Field. That place is a dump. Give me Minnesota or Lucas Oil. I, I, I yeah, don't need Ford Field. But you have a st- indoor stadium, at least. That's the, you yeah, do. That's the point. You got it done. Somehow, some way. And what about the, sh- the city that works here? No. The old phrase. City that works. The city that works. <laughs> Crazy. Shay. All right, well, much of the conversation around receiving weapons for the Bears has been focused on drafting a wide receiver like Roma Dunze or Malik Neighbors, assuming they take themselves out of the Marvin Harrison race. 
Aaron Schatz of ESPN gave an interesting take. The Bears will draft a quarterback to replace Justin Fields and sign free agent receiver Mike Evans to play opposite DJ Moore. Evans has 10 straight 1,000-yard seasons, was named to his fifth Pro Bowl this year, but he's going to be expensive. The Bucks aren't really flush. They can't afford him, and he's going to be 31 years old. Shot or no shot, the Bears should sign Mike Evans. Yeah, that, that's a no shot for me as long as there is one of those top three or four guys on the board when we pick at nine. I don't think Harrison's there. I'm not convinced Malik Neighbors will still be there. But if he or Adunze is still there, yes, I'd be very interested in doing that because now I have skill position guys locked up on rookie deals. I don't feel like they're ready to win the Super Bowl next year. So a 31-year-old Mike Evans, what is he going to get, $20 million a year? Yes, and I'd rather gonna, sign Donnell Hunter to play the other end. Yeah, and I'd also like to know who's going to get him the ball. Is he is he going to the ball going to get there through Carrier Pigeon? How's, who's going to get him there? <laughs> I mean, it's like who's going to get him the ball? Is that Justin? Is that the rookie? I have no idea. Now again, this is not the, no shot at, at Mike Evans. Absolutely, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, do you have the infrastructure for that right now? That's my point. We're yeah. not. If we were ready, like next year, well, they get one more receiver. The Bears can win the Super Bowl. That's not the case. If you go get yourself a second round pick through by hook or by crook, and you get a center there, mm-hmm. you draft a receiver, maybe a Dunze. Yeah. You draft a quarterback, and then you've got Roma Dunze, a new quarterback, maybe Caleb Williams, DJ Moore, and you sign Mike Evans. Then your deep threats are a Dunze and Evans, and you're gonna have DJ Moore out of the slot. Yeah, I want to sign Donnell Hunter. I want another rush end. I feel like if you do that, lock up Jalen Johnson, mm-hmm. you got a chance if you figure out free safety, whether Eddie restructures or you go draft a kid or get somebody to come in. But I want to put the lion's share of my money, free agency-wise, into offensive line and Donnell Hunter. Shay, can you sneak in one more for shot or no shot? Yeah, Shay. Yeah, of course. The Bulls are unveiling their ring of honor at tonight's game amid a snowstorm without their biggest stars. Dennis Rodman will not be there. Scottie Pippen will not be there. Michael Jordan will not be there. And who knows how full that place is going to be if there's eight inches of snow on the ground in the Chicagoland area. Shot or no shot? A ring of honor ceremony is not a ring of honor if the stars aren't there for it. That's a shot. Yeah, I hate to say that because I think it's super cool, and I thought Michael was genuine and nice in his video with all the trophies behind it. Super cool. That all said, how could you not just say, rather than when they announced this in November, they announced it in November, we're doing it because Golden State's here, so that allowed Steve Kerr to be here. Well, guess what? Michael, it's Jerry Reinsdorf. Hey, Jerry. I want to... You're obviously the linchpin of this whole thing, so why don't we wait till 24-25 season and let's do it next year. Tell me when you want to do it. Just block the date, and we'll work around your schedule. You're Michael Jordan. You're the GOAT. This is just typical Chicago Bulls, isn't it? You have a great concept for the Bulls Ring of Honor. I'm all for that. I totally understand that. But you've got to have everyone there, Cap. I know everyone has a different schedule, but you have to be on the same page. Jerry Reinsdorf or Michael Reinsdorf, Jerry Reinsdorf, Michael Reinsdorf, Michael Jordan, they all have a good relationship. But the idea that Jordan's has to phone in a, a, a video saying, I'm, I'm super bummed. I can't be there. I'm super bummed. Like this whole thing that, I mean, it's Michael Jordan. That's the draw. You make sure, Jordan, when do you have time to do this? 
You know, uh, even if it's away from the season, we can sell out 20,000 tickets for the Ring of Honor. You imagine even if there was a gala? Even, even if it was in the summer. I mean, I mean, it's Michael Jordan. Correct. You can't have this without Jordan. You know, if Pippen doesn't want to be there because of the whole thing with Michael and Scotty and the family situation, that's fine. Dennis Rodman, the same thing. you got to get those guys in place. If you had a gala, as you mentioned, even if it was at the United Center, if you sold 10,000 tickets, people would want to be there to see it, Cap. Agreed. The, the idea that you're going to have this and pushing forward just because Golden State's in town is nonsense. Typical Chicago Bulls. You have a concept and you can't go through with it and do it properly. This can't happen without Jordan being in town. Agreed. Why do we have to be so ass backwards with every concept we have around here? I mean, he's our greatest asset, Michael Jordan. He's got to be able to have, be on a video. You can't have the Ring of Honor going forward without him being there. Come on, man. Unless he's not willing to participate. If that's the case, then that, and I'd like to know if that is the case. If that is true, that's fine. But still, it's Michael Jordan. May I ask you a question? He deserves to have being the Ring of Honor. It, you know what? It, it got so many guys going in at one time. If, if it was just for, Michael, this is just for you. He would deserve that. Correct. Just for him. Correct. You will get to Pippen and Rodman and, and Ron Harper and everybody else later. Michael, we want to honor you in the Ring of Honor. Without having all the other teammates, Michael, thank you. He deserves that night. Does he not? Correct. Just, uh, the, the Ring of Honor should start with him. Number one. You know why? Six championships. Because he's the greatest player of all time. Damn right. And the idea is like, well, we're going to bring all these other guys in. Well, it doesn't work for my schedule. Michael, here's a calendar. When can you do it? Um, I'm good in the summer. Good. August 20th. Bam. Let's go. Ser- right. Seriously. Agreed. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be built around Golden State and Steve Kerr. We're going to bend over backwards for Steve Kerr? Really? And I love Steve, but come on now. Not just for one guy. That's for one team. By the way, I watched a video yesterday of Reggie Miller getting interviewed about playing against Michael. He said, you have no idea that guy would cut your heart out. And then Ray Allen said, I had to guard him as a rookie. And Chris Ford was his coach, Ford, yeah. screaming at him, cut him off. He's like, cut him off. It's Michael Jordan. <laughs> and he said, Michael came by during a stop and play. He goes, Chris, keep him on me. He's doing a great job. Michael at 45. At <laughs> I mean, of course, <laughs> cut him off. And it just aggravates me, Cap. You just talk about the Bears in the stadium situation, right? Right. City at work. There's the city that works. Here's Michael Jordan. Yeah, we can't do the Ring of Honor until you know, like Steve Kerr gets here. What? Go. I, you know, I can go down the list of great Bulls players before I get to Steve Kerr. Agreed. Let's just be honest. Yeah, he's a great. He was a great Bull. Yes. In a big shot. He's a Hall of Fame coach. Steve. We're going to move this thing. I know you're... Co- Is there a night that works for Michael? Can you get away? Do you not have a game? I'll pay for a jet. I'll fly you in, limo you to the stadium. You shake hands, wave, we honor you, and we'll fly you right out. <laughs> so about tickets, you can, you, you can sell those tickets anywhere in the city. It doesn't have to I mean United Center or anywhere else, but honor the man. Agreed. Honor the goat. Don't worry, uh, I said to Shay and Jamo before you got in this morning... Again, this will never happen. If it was me, I told you the other day, my brother and I always wanted to buy a team. Not going to happen. We didn't. Okay. I don't, never going to be a billionaire. I would announce, hey, we're honoring Michael Jordan tonight. We're putting him in the ring of honor. He gets a special night. Barack Obama, who wrote the essay on him, is going to introduce him. Oh, and by the way, I'm giving 1% or 
quarter of a percent or they're buying in, I'd figure out how to structure it. They're both going to be minority owners in this franchise. We're putting the band back together. Fine. Whatever That'd you, be amazing. We have to do, but just do right by the GOAT. By, do right by Michael Jordan. And if, if teammates want to be there for his, you know, his ring of honor ceremony, if they want to be there, fine. If they want to be there, that's fine, too. But the point is, though, honor him. Agreed. And I can't do it because, you know, Golden State's in town, so let's do it when Steve Kerr's here. Really? Steve's never going to be back in Chicago? He's as a big of a bull as he is a spur or a warrior or all the other teams he played for. Here's Shea Norling with Around the NFL. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and then he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. In the snow. What's the answer you look at all these things here? Around the NFL, here's Shea Norling. Shea? All right, it's our NFL playoffs receipts edition. I have 10 predictions for all of us to make that we will revisit after the Super Bowl and see how well we did and how well we can remember what selections we made. Let's get started. Will a number one seed make the Super Bowl? San Francisco and Baltimore. Wow. Um, I'm going to say no. Will the number one seed make it to the Super Bowl? The answer to that question is yes. One of the two will. Shay, it breaks. We'll say no. It breaks my heart to do it. I'm also saying no. As much as I've been on the Ravens train all season, and I think they are the best team in football, I think the worst thing that could have happened to them was the Buffalo Bills getting in and getting the two seed. I'm saying no. Jay Moore? I say no. Wow. Three no's and a yes. Will a one seed make the Super Bowl? The one seeds would be San Francisco or Baltimore. Correct. Correct. Okay. Just for those that... I think it's Dallas and Buffalo in the Super Bowl. Oh, we'll get to that, but thank you for... uh, Spoiling a later question. Over, under. (laughs) Over, under two and a half upsets in Wild Card Weekend. And I want to be clear, this is not the Vegas line. This is the higher seed wins. Over, under two and a half upsets, Wild Card Weekend. Wild Card Weekend involves Green Bay at Dallas, the Rams at Detroit, Philadelphia at Tampa. In the AFC, Browns at Houston, Miami at Kansas City, Steelers at the Bills. More than two and a half upsets no. this weekend. No shot. I will take the under. I go under as well. What's your? St- well, I'll wait. He sorry asked this. There's, I don't there's other spoil questions. Yeah, there question. might, there's other questions. So, Shay, what would you say? Two unders. I'm also going under two and a half upsets. Three of the road teams winning, I think, would be nuts in six games. Jay Moore. I'm going with the under. All right, we're all under two and a half upsets. Okay. Will a four seed or lower make the Super Bowl? So who are the four seeds and lower? It's uh, Tampa. Yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah. The Rams. Yeah. The Packers in the NFC. Okay. And AFC, it's Houston at four. Yeah. Cleveland at five. Yeah. Miami at six. Yep. Steelers at seven. No. No four seed or lower. No. Hoodrow. Fourth seed or lower. God. Well, Jay Moore, looks like the Eagles are not going to make it. <laughs> I think that would be probably the 
the, the lone upset this weekend. If there, it, it, and, you know, if there was going to be one, it, I would say it's them, even though that they're slip sliding away. What about the Rams? I think the Rams going to win. I don't think so. I think Detroit will get take care of that at Ford Field. I do, too. I think it'll be competitive, but I think they, they will beat them. Cody, you're a no? Yeah, I'm a no on that. I think Philadelphia, I'm with Jay Moore, I think Philadelphia would be the likely. And again, that's a seeding situation. I, I know what Tampa has been, but I think if there's going to be one, I'd say it's Philly. I'm a no on a four-seater lower as well. Jay Moore. No. Unanimous again. This is not going to be fun if we're all the same. So let's. So should I buy out? Let's Save spread out. I'll go to the bathroom then. Let's spread out the options. Who will be the most disappointing team in the NFL playoffs? The Dallas Cowboys. The Pittsburgh Steelers. How could they possibly be disappointing? They're lucky they even got in. Because I think they're going to get waxed. They're one in ten without T.J. Watt. I think they're going to get destroyed in Buffalo. I feel like that's a cop out. Okay. You- okay. Then I'll give you one. The Eagles. Uh- they're already a disappointment. <laughs> okay. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Then the Miami I Dolphins. I didn't ask who are the two worst teams. <laughs> the Dolphins? Uh, I will accept the Dolphins because they're walking in dead to Kansas City, and it's going to be negative 30. They haven't really been the same, though, the last few weeks. That's, I mean, they're a sixth seed for a reason. They burned that. I say Dallas. Is that, that's my oh, point. I think they're going with the Super Bowl. Okay. Hoodie, I also say Dallas. The Dallas Cowboys will be the most disappointing team in the playoffs. Again, Jay Moore. I say Miami. I think, you know, their whole linebacking core is out. <laughs> they just, yeah. I'm going with uh, the Dolphins. Yeah, they'll be the most disappointing. I guess, I guess the question is, Jay Moore, what did you think the Dolphins would be this year? I thought that they would be in the playoffs like they are. And still trying to build on something. Like, I didn't see them in the Super Bowl or a deep run. Did you? No, I didn't. But, you know, I did think that they would not fall to the sixth seed. That's, well, the way the le- the way they've been playing as of late. Yeah. Yep. Collapse. Uh, well, they just got banged up. They got hurt. All right. Flip it on its head. Who will be the most surprising team in the NFL playoffs? The Cleveland Browns. Wow. How, how many games do you think they're going to win? Are they going to the AFC title game? One. <laughs> it's in Houston, which makes me feel like it's a, like, I think Joe has one more game in him. More, one more win in him. That's they're what favored I think. in that game. Two and a half point favorites. Mm-hmm. Two now, I think. Does Ve- uh, uh, how did the money come in on that? Can you tell us? It was early, largely on Cleveland. Let me look. I got it right here. The public money. Uh, early largely on Cleveland. It's still largely on Cleveland, but the line is moving in Houston's favor, which is always a bit of a signal. Uh, 63% of the public bets are on the Browns, 68% of the money. Hmm. So today what you said at the beginning of that where you said it's lar- the money was coming in on what? The money all week has been coming in on Cleveland. Everybody's been betting Cleveland, but the line has moved from 2.5 to 2 it's moving in favor of Houston, despite apparently fewer people betting on them. Typically, that's a sign. What is that you sign? You want to bet on Houston. Yeah, I'm all over Houston. I think they knock Cleveland out. Take mm. that, Tony Rizzoni or so Goldhammer at ESPN Cleveland. Are they your most surprising team then, Cap, the Houston Texans? The fact they win a playoff game after basically handing us the number one pick when they were awful last year. Yeah. I just think Flacco has a steady hand. Uh I like that you two are head-to-head. I am going with the Green Bay Packers, who I think are going down to Dallas and winning. 
They're not winning at Dallas. We want to have a side wager? Oh, sandwich bet wider? How about a little container of our uh, electrolytes? How about Daisy Dip? All right, I'm in. Okay. You got to buy me a pack. I'll buy you a pack. You got it. Sandwich bet waddle. We're doing electrolyte bet waddle. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, and the people are thrilled. An electrolyte bet. <laughs> Boy, that'll really hype them up. All right, Jay Moore, what do you got? Did you um, hear <laughs> at Tyler? 829. Electrolyte bet, right? <laughs> <laughs> I agree with Hoodie. I think um, Flacco has one more game, and then the remote and the couch will be calling. Oh, you're going to bed? No. (laughs) That'll be all. You got to stay up. I know that you get up early. Not me. I'm talking about Flacco. Oh, you said he's going back to the couch. He's going to the couch in the remote. He's done. Go back to watching on TV, buddy. Uh, All right. A few more. Brock Purdy, over or under 650 playoff passing yards? Under. Does that include the Super Bowl? Yeah, wait. How many, the playoffs. Wait, wait. Say that question again. Brock Purdy over or under 650 playoff passing yards? Under. Uh, I'll go over because they're going to get to the NFC title game where they lose. Okay. So, wait, that's two games then? Yeah, yeah. they got the ball. Oh, I'm going under. Oh, I'm yeah. also going under because I think they. Brock Purdy in the bright lights? Yikes. I don't think they go to the Super Bowl. I'll go under there. Jay Moore. Under. Oh, unanimous again. They run the ball. Josh Allen, over or under six and a half playoff pat touchdowns, passing and rushing. Six and a half. That's under. That's over, and that's free money. What's the total on the on the turnovers? 17. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Josh Allen's number. <laughs> that is. That pretty good by me. Jay Moore and I are all in on Josh Allen. Make yeah. that three of us. I'm going over as well. I think he's going to have a hell of a playoff. Ask Jay Moore what I got him this morning. Thank you for the Josh Allen Wyoming throwback jersey. Went to Dino Sports Fan Shop in the Glen yesterday. They're basically sold out of that jersey. They have one left. I saw that one. I went, that's my guy. Well, we'll give it to you to show show it switch. Yeah, well, one thing for sure, Jay Moore. Unlike Josh Allen, you won't drop it. (laughs) Wow. So there you have that. All right. And I still like him. I and just, I'm yeah. actually holding you accountable. You're costing me money. How's that? Because I didn't bet the Bills because you taunted me throughout the season. Oh, no Bills ticket. Now they're struggling. Now the Bills are probably going to win the Super Bowl against Dallas or be in it at least. If not, if not, what I got. If nothing else, Kev, I was check just trying that, to. Check that, Twitch. I was just trying to save you money. That's all I was trying to do. How cool is that? I like the numbers on that. It's nice. Yeah. All right, we got two more of these. We got to get through okay. quickly. Super Bowl matchup, Kaplan. Super Bowl matchup is the Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills. Pudding? The Baltimore Ravens taking on the Detroit Lions. Ooh. Oh, God. I, I can hedge. I got a ticket on the Lions. Mm-hmm. I have my preseason pick. It's one I have a better future on the Detroit Lions against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, since, since my pick can't be Philadelphia against Cincinnati, which I had in August, I had to change it. My oh. Lions-Jets ticket, is that still alive? I don't think so. Uh, Jay, <laughs> Jay Moore. I'll go uh, Ravens and Cowboys. I think the Cowboys would get there. Oh, you're not taking Buffalo. Nah. What a shock. I thought for sure that was a lock. Super Bowl MVP, Kaplan. Dak Prescott. Bingo. Lamar Jackson. 
I have Josh Allen, uh, Jay Moore. Josh Allen. That's my pick early you, this season. Uh, you can't do Baltimore and Dallas in the Super Bowl and then go Josh Allen, Super Bowl MVP. He can win it without going to the Super Bowl. He can't <laughs> win Super Bowl MVP if he's not in the Super Bowl. Then I'm changing my pick then. It will be Bills and Cowboys. There you right. go. All right. There we go. That's right. more in line with what I thought you were going to do. That would be me. And again, this producer booth is the biggest Josh Allen producer booth in the country. You got two guys back here who just love this dude. I'm right there with you. I'm a huge Josh oh, Allen fan. Oh, yeah. Okay, Mr. Dak Prescott, Super Bowl MVP. Well, I'm just, I know what I think is going to happen. I think Dallas is winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's the matchup? It's, it's still going to be Dallas and Detroit for you? Dallas and the Bills. Dallas and the Bills. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know. Two African-American quarterbacks. Well, no, not really. No, no, it's not. Two. No, Chris, it's not. <laughs> you know, I know you want to jump in, but that's not the matchup. Why don't you watch the TV? Josh Allen's a homie. <laughs> Playoffs? All right. Coming up next, Courtney Cronin with the latest on the Bears on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back to Cap and J-Hood on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Keep your beak out of this. Courtney Cronin. National Chicago Bears reporter for ESPN. You have to temper expectations if you are a Bears fan, just given everything that this team had to kind of undo. Breaking down the Bears and the latest NFL storylines. Poles was given the flexibility and the freedom to take this thing down to the ground floor, down to the studs to be able to build it back up. Courtney Cronin with Captain J. Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Courtney Cronin is here with us to talk about the Bears, and she's on the hotline. That'd be the Car X Tired Auto Hotline, Johnny. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Good morning, Courtney. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? We're doing awesome. Fine. Thank awesome, you very much. Awesome, awesome. The playoff football weekend. The weather's not going to cooperate. I just got a text. Internet's all out by the house, but okay. guess what? I'll stream it. I'll find a way to watch it. Okay. Now, can we start the first question with Courtney? Or? Bring it on. Okay, great. So, Courtney, uh, give us something that you didn't already know about the Bears based on the press conference that you attended. Is there something that you didn't know? Huh, that's a great question. Wow. Um, why, 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 you're why, rising up the charts of the Black and Abdallah great question. That's a third one this week. Well, I don't know why I'm you're sending the email I know, right I, now. Okay. I, I, can't I, wait to, I can't wait to see the person who tracks all of those things uh, tag me on Twitter. I didn't know that was a thing until recently. So, And thanks for the pat on the, on, the, on the head, Cap. I appreciate that. No, you are not <laughs> on the leaderboard. It's always been Waddle number one. All of a sudden, here comes Jonathan Hood every other day. It's great question, Jonathan. I mean, you stumped me on that because I don't know if I learned anything other than... I thought they were trans, as transparent as they could be. Uh, and Ryan Poles left every option on the table when it comes to the quarterback, whether it's going to be Justin Fields, whether it's going to be someone they t- they take in the draft number one overall. I know some people think that Matt Eberflus may have hinted towards it being Justin Fields in 2024 when he was asked about Fields' growth, and he said, you know, the Fields will grow as the football team grows, something like that. And then you have all the conspiracy theorists who are looking at the poster that they put out on social media for the London game with Justin being front and center. Well, Jalen Johnson, who's also not under contract next year, is on that poster, or one of them. But I, 
I think they handled it the, the as best they could in terms of not trying to tip their hand to too much, but actually revealing a little bit more about their thoughts on Justin Fields, the fact that the two-minute and end-of-game stuff is still going to be where they evaluate him most closely and trying to figure out whether he's the right fit in whoever they hire as the offensive coordinator. So a roundabout way of answering your question will be on the OC because I know that there's two names out there in Shane Waldron and Clint Kubiak that came up the last two days. When polls said he doesn't feel that he needs clarity on the quarterback situation first before hiring an OC or going through the interview process, that to me like was probably the most telling in terms of their plan there, what they want to do, what kind of offense they want to run, and not having somebody come in and say, well, you, you have to keep Justin or you have to give us a plan to keep Justin, you have to give us a plan for Caleb Williams. Keeping their options open at this time is, is very easily their smartest play so they don't eliminate what I personally think is not going to be the deepest of candidate pools. Okay, so... I said this to the guys this morning. I'd love your informed take because you watch tape. You talk to people in the league. When Justin was in the 21 draft, Kyle Shanahan moved heaven and earth to go up to number three. He gave up 12 and two more number one picks to draft Trey Lance. And I was told by someone who knows Kyle very well, he wouldn't have taken Justin if he had 32 number one picks. Not his style quarterback. Great kid. Great athlete leader, not the way he plays the game for the offense he runs. Do you think if Clint Kubiak is indeed the guy, that indicates we're moving off Justin? Not necessarily. Um, the Kubiak-Shanahan scheme, first off, like, you know, when I see Clint Kubiak's name, I smile just because, like, I, I love, I adore Gary Kubiak. He was with the Vikings for about three years when I was there. Um, towards the latter part of my time in Minnesota. He is a brilliant football mind, and he's developed a system that Kyle, obviously with San Francisco, has put his own spin on and has further progressed across the league. But you see this offense everywhere and variations of it. And so I'm not, I wouldn't be – like the thought of putting Justin in this offense is not a bad idea by any stretch because, you know, it's – the way that I look at it, and I saw something that was it kind of blew my mind, actually. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the Adam Rank podcast, and I saw Chase Daniel on it, and he was saying that the offense that Fields was in this year didn't suit his strengths, and there are a lot of Kubiak-style uh, you know, opponent, uh, proponents to that with going under center, the play action, the boots, all of that, that he felt that he needs to be in a straight drop back, a shotgun offense, to, to you know, manifest the best of his abilities, I couldn't agree less with that. I think that that was completely wrong um, because the only reason that you saw, like, quote-unquote improvement, in my opinion, on, on Justin Fields is they simplified things. Remember, he was in a shotgun offense the first couple weeks of the season. That's what led him to going scorched earth on the coaching staff and saying that his overthinking and hanging in the pocket too long was a, was a direct reflection of coaches telling him to do that. So... If it, you know, if it comes down to a Shane Waldron or a Clint Kubiak, who's the passing game coordinator in, in San Francisco right now, I think that that simplifies what you'd be asking Justin to do. I think he could very well be a fit in it, because uh, I don't think he is a fit in a shotgun-style offense, contrary to certain beliefs that are out there. Courtney Crony with us every Friday, talking Bears right here on Cap'n J-Hood. 
listening to Cap and Jay Hood. Follow the show on Instagram at the Catman and at IGJ Hood. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Courtney Cronin. All right, we continue with our ace in the hole. It's so great to have Courtney Cronin all over the Bears beat in the NFL. It's Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000. Courtney, I want to follow up on something you asked or said earlier in a question that Johnny asked you. You said you don't think there's going to be a deep pool of candidates for this job. Why is that? Well, and I said this on the podcast yesterday, and it's no disrespect to the names that do emerge. Like right now we know there's two, Shane Waldron, because Pete Carroll's staff has been told in Seattle, go seek other opportunities. There's going to be a new head coach in there. And, you know, Clint Kubiak, I mean, these are not the cream of the crop sort of names that I think some Bears fans would expect. Um, and hope for, you know, you want the big names. I know there, of course, Eric Bieniemy's name comes up at every turn. I feel like on social media, I don't know if that's as realistic. That's why do you think I asked Kevin Warren the question about the contract extension the other day? And mm-hmm. of course you didn't get an answer. You don't expect to get an answer in those sorts of settings, but the question has to be asked. If you're an offensive coordinator. And you're talking about Eberflus contract extension. Correct. If you're an offensive coordinator worth your salt, why would you potentially link up for one year with a coaching staff and a head coach who very well could be entering win-now territory, lame-duck status, whatever you want to call it, and hedge everything for one year? You will get younger candidates, people who have not done the job before or have only done it for a year or two, similar to the two candidates that they currently have, um, because sometimes if those are your options, you got to take it. But if you are an established name in this league and you have a lot of offers on the table and you have offers that have more job security and, and at least, you know, in terms of the staff that you can bring with you, the quarterback, uh, how much say you'll have in which quarterback the team goes with. If you're going to a place that has a quarterback already or one that's going a place that's going to move on from one, I and it's not to say that Chicago is not an attractive job. It is for a number of different reasons. But I, that's the, num- the thing that comes to mind for me, first and foremost, is the security of the staff. Have we not seen this before? The same song and dance for a long time where you have a coach entering a pivotal year and there's questions at the quarterback. Now are they going to move on from Justin Fields and go get a quarterback and then that quarterback has to – perform in year one maybe he'll be able to in a better in a a more successful manner because the team that he's coming into isn't isn't a bad team by any stretch but I just I'm looking at it from the optics of that standpoint not not solely based on who the quarterback is currently or who the quarterback could be I I just don't think you want to marry yourself to that when especially big names people have gone through this before my logic is and I'll eat my words I promise you if I'm wrong on this why would Eric Bieniemy want to come do this again when he just went through the same song and dance in Washington last year? Great point. That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense to me. It's a great point. Great point. When, when covering Matt Eberflus, I told Cap, I felt like toward the end of the season, all the way up to the press conference, that he f- seemed more empowered, almost as confident, as if he had an assurance, assurance that he'd be coming back. What was your sense on Eberflus, especially as the Bears started winning games as far as him maybe having even even more autonomy of the team and feeling like, yeah, I feel like I'm going to come back next year. I think it was the week after, the Wednesday after the Detroit game, the second one, so going into Cleveland, where 
him talking up there about Luke Getze and, you know, he's asked about get the job Getze had done and how he felt about him as an offensive coordinator. He only pointed to the leadership aspect that I love Luke. He's a great leader. We will evaluate him and the rest of the staff at the end of the off season. And that's the first glimpse that you had where Eberflus came across like, I will actually be doing the, the evaluations on this staff, that it is going to be my call on firing or retaining the offensive staff. And the more that that went on, the more comfortable he got, not, you know, not shedding light into what was going to happen in the future, but talking about it in a way where he wasn't just talking in platitudes. I, I looked at it and I thought that, this is a coach who probably maybe hasn't been given like the hundred percent. Yes, you're coming back, but things were trending that way. And you could just tell the last three, four weeks of the season that he was much more confident in himself and the way that he came across when he was asked questions about the team, about Justin Fields. And it didn't feel like he was trying to not say something that could end up pigeonholing himself into into something or another and that he would have all of this like, insecurity about his job. I think every press conference he was asked about his job security, he came across in a way that led you to believe that even though he wasn't going to tell you he had assurances, it was trending that way. And then, of course, you can go and look at Ryan Poles' comments. There's, n- there's never been a moment, if, if anything, he's consistent. There's never been a moment where he has led you to believe that he is anything other than aligned and all in on Matt Eberflus. Um, and of course that ends up being the case to do with, you know, what he said was his decision solely. He was asked if he had autonomy to make the, make the call on Eberflus. He said that that was his call that Kevin Warren and George McCaskey more or less were on the same page with him about that. Um, so that's, you know, that's the way that things were trending. So I don't think that you can be surprised by the outcome of this. Although, and I've said it, like, just because something happened one way doesn't mean that it's necessarily the right call or will be the right call when we look back at this in a few years to see how it all panned out. Unless there's a candidate that's available after next season where they go, that's the guy we really want. We'll give Eberflus another year. We'll get the roster where we want sure. it. And that guy is Mike Tomlin, who has one year left on his deal. One and year. That's, the, that's the reason, you know... <laughs> Just because they're bringing Flus back for 2024, and yes, he is still under contract, doesn't mean that that's a guarantee beyond one season. That's part of the reason, circling back to my answer on the OC search, why I I just think that's a really tough sell for candidates coming in thinking, all right, am I going to be here for a year and doing the same song and dance a year from now? Is that that could very well play out that way, but you're right. I mean, this is just, it's not an assurance more than for one season. And this is a week to week, month to month league, but for coaches, you know, I know that he has what we believe to be a four year contract. I would not be surprised if things go poorly or if they take a turn where you're not seeing the improvement that Kevin Warren talked about being impatient, but wanting, you know, and wanting to see wins sooner rather than later, that that could be a decision where he could be out after next year. By the way, Caleb Williams is on social last night with two buddies is talking about Chicago deep dish pizzas, fire. Yeah. So he, you, he's checking all the boxes. Can you tell him about Lou have you, have you, like, informed him about the place to go in Chicago we are to get shipping, deep dish pizza? My wife is shipping pizza to him today. 
Okay. So they, they have it. So I mean, I, you've you've already locked this one up. Like you're you're going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back here in the decision for him to want to. Come oh, to no, Chicago. thanks. Death to my mentions. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's going to be. I mean, it's toxic for everybody. The next couple of months. Oh, like I tried to. I've tried my best to stay away from it, but this is. I had a conversation with uh, an old beat partner in Minnesota the other day that the situation we're seeing right now with the Justin Fields fan base, it feels to me very Kirk-like in the sense that people from the very start of this decided they were going to defend the quarterback like no matter what, and they're not going to move off of that. So, I mean, this is, this is what we have, and you know, I just I love the discourse right now. There's some people that are so dead set that they're staying with Justin Fields come hell or high water, but those same people are the ones saying, oh, the draft board isn't set yet. So how can you know for certain? Courtney, have a great uh, Ring of Honor weekend. Oh, I, w- I will. I'm so excited. I'm just sad that Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen aren't going to uh, be here. I don't. Could they, could they not work that into their schedule for one day? No, but they worked it around Steve Kerr's schedule because he's so important around here. It's amazing. Yeah. Maybe he'll be the Bulls coach at some point. Sure. You should bring Draymond with him. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> Have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. Take care. See ya. Courtney Cronin with us covers the Chicago Bears like a blanket for ESPN and ESPN.com. On the car, X tire in our hotline. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Covers the Bears like an Afghan. All right, coming up next, one of the what? Huh? What did I say wrong? One of the coldest games in NFL history is set to happen this weekend. What would it take to get you to go? We talk about that in two minutes on Cap and J Hood.